You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 29. Well, hey there, welcome back to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and as always, I am honored and grateful that you are allowing me to spend a little bit of your day with you. This episode is sponsored by my upcoming workshop to help you assess the health of your PMO and put a solid action plan in place to help you drive more impact in the new year. If you have a PMO up and running and want to find ways to drive even greater value in the new year and get the attention that you need from your stakeholders and executives, this will help you do just that and get you laser focused on exactly what works. Starting a PMO from scratch, even better. Let's look at where you can provide the biggest value to your organization and set that PMO up for success from the start. Let's make sure you do it once and do it right without the headaches or uncertainty that can come from not having that perfect plan. Join me at pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop to get your 2020 year off to a high impact start. Today, we are talking with Aisha Watkins, a new but becoming dear friend of mine in the project management community. Welcome, Aisha. Thank you for having me, Laura. Absolutely. I can't wait to tell everyone about you and your background and roll right into it. So Aisha is the founder of Women of Project Management, the only global network connecting women and women of color in the project management industry. And she also has this fabulous membership program that we are going to talk a little bit about today as well. Aisha's career spans 20 years. She created a career as an in-demand expert in the project management industry, working with top tier brands like Walgreens, CVS Caremark, Optum, and United Healthcare. She's also served as the director of mentorship for the Project Management Institute and was one of the creators of the first women's network for Walgreens Corporation. And today we're going to talk with Aisha about women in project management and PMOs and why it is so important to empower and support women in our roles. So with that, Aisha, is there anything else you'd like to tell the audience about? No, that's perfect. You summed it up. Thank you, Laura. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So before we dive into all the reasons it's incredibly important to support women in our community, why don't we start with you giving a little bit of a background of your career and how you landed in project management? Yeah. So for me, um, I end up landing in project management. I've worked mostly the, my whole career in pharmaceutical and the pharmaceutical side and project management. And when I first started my career at Walgreens, it was a great group. I started as a project coordinator, trying to understand what project management was about. And um, I had a great group of guys that I worked with, but there were no women on the team. They were great mentors. And I'm friends with all of them to this day. However, it, it took a long time for me in my career for me to even work with any women. 
And it was also hard to find women who looked like me in this industry. So that was kind of where I came from of really enjoying the project management industry, enjoying all the different opportunities, all the great projects I got to work with. But I also wanted to start the, the, the Women of Project Management because I also wanted to create a space um, for what I wish I had earlier on in my career of just being able to network with other women and women of color who look like me in the industry to just help support one another. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, I know for me, throughout most of my career, if it wasn't that I was the only woman on my team. Often when I built the PMOs, I was able to create more of a balance and the way I hired was based on strengths. And the, when I did that, it, it ended up being usually a pretty even split, if not even more women than men on the team. However, when I was in meetings with my peers, with executives, I was often the only woman in that room. And I remember feeling that it was a little bit uncomfortable because I was different, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was an experience where in many of the roles, it wasn't actually the men that were treating me differently, but it did still feel uncomfortable being the only woman around that table when I'm, for the most part, having to tell them why what they're doing isn't working. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about perspective, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's perspective because people, I think sometimes think, you know, diversity, they only think about race, but diversity is just different backgrounds. And that includes just being a woman and sometimes being the only woman in the room and providing that valuable, different perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that a little bit because you've built this membership as a part of your company called Women of Project Management. And I'm curious to know how that got started and what that membership's all about and then why it's so important that we support women in our community this way. It's really important because for me, I did a lot of bump in my head and trying to figure things out and how the industry and my career path would look for me as a woman in project management. So the the men that I had that did, you know, aid and leadership, it was great. It was perfect in the sense from their perspective, but how would the industry look for me as a woman? How do I kind of walk in my truth? How does, you know, my leadership look in the industry? So I didn't really have that. I had to figure it out. A lot of us do. I'm sure you can attest to the same. Mm-hmm. You just kind of figure it out and you go along with it. And and it could be fun, but it could also be better. And so I created Women of Project Management because one, the amazing thing about project management is that there's so many different um, opportunities. It, it's laced through every, you know, just about every single industry and it's global. And so I said, okay, I want to start something that I wish I would have had that could help other people earlier in my career and that could bring people together in all stages of their career. And so that's why after I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to create exactly what I wanted, which is a, a space for women to just let their guards down. It doesn't matter what your title is, where you're at in your career. We're all here to help each other. It's in every um, industry of project management and it's global. And so it's been amazing. And so I wanted to initially, um, I thought, okay, do I open this up to everyone initially? And then I said, you know, my roots are, you know, just kind of 
helping women of what I wish I had. And so I kind of, that's why I, I kind of focused it on women. Yeah. You know, it's a male dominated industry. And so I wanted something that, that could connect all of us. But I also wanted to call out women of color because that's who I am. And sometimes, you know, when there's different networks for women, unless you call out women of color, we don't always see that as our invitation. We kind of see it as, okay, there's just a, it's a broader network and it's women and that's great. But when you call it out for women of color as well, for all women, but women of color as well, it really opens the door to women, especially since it's a global membership, it really opens the door to all women to, to realize that, okay, this is a space that I want to be a part of. This is a space where I'm not only going to meet other women, but I'm going to meet other women of color. And because it's global, you know, not just me being African-American, but I mean, a lot of different women who identify as women of color all around the world, they've really been able to, we've been able to have these really great open discussions um, for when they, once they become members and they start interacting with other members virtually. And it's really been a really good conversation that we've been able to have and share our different experiences, whether they, you're the only woman on a construction site. We have a member who's in the Philippines. She is the only woman that she knows in construction. And mm -hmm. so she wanted to join just so she could see other women in construction, even if they were on the other side of the world, yeah. that she could talk to them in, in exchange, you know, and then just women talking about, you know, having that seat at the table as women, as women of color, because it does look different to women and we all have different perspectives in the industry and we're all supporting one another and kind of validating all of those experiences. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that I love how you identified a challenge or a gap that you experienced in your career and then said, I'm going to go solve that. I love that impact-driven attitude and the, you know what, this is a gap. I want to help people and this is a way that I can do that in a space that is often overlooked. And quite frankly, that's why I started my company, PMO Strategies, the same kind of thing. I felt like when I first built my first PMO in 1999, I didn't have you know, I couldn't go to Google and search how to build a PMO and find 8 million results like you can today. I couldn't, right. I didn't have any peers that I knew of that were doing this work. I didn't, yeah. you know, it was hard to find classes. There weren't a ton of books out there. And those yeah. that were, frankly, were so, I would say, outputs focused that mm -hmm. it didn't match what my executives were looking for. And that was yeah. the big difference is that I was paying attention to what my executives were asking and you know, they weren't asking for tons of templates and tools and process. They were asking for business problems to get solved and get solved yesterday. So right. I feel like I struggled not having access to those resources. And now more than 20 years later doing this PMO work, I have this huge network of all of these brilliant minds yeah. that really understand what it takes to drive impact with the PMO. And I kept thinking to myself, I have to share that with people. Yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I, have to help, I have to help the former me. So I really yeah. resonated with me that you felt this calling to give back to the community, especially the women in project management this way. And I think that's great. And I also think that it's really important what you said there about helping specifically calling out women of color because they don't necessarily see a group for women or community of women as their invitation. And I think that's critically important because that's not something that I would have considered 
because when I think, you know, and I guess it's, it's my perspective, right? Because I would, mm-hmm. I think, well, you said women, so that means all women, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But your perspective is a little different. And I think it's important that you're bringing that to the table, that you're highlighting that for people. And so for all of our impact drivers listening, remember the perspective, the seat you sit in, you may not understand, you may think that you're making a big effort and still you haven't really made an environment that people feel welcome to engage with. So that's just incredibly important to me. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely. So one of the things for me as a woman that was often in, uh, you know, male dominated fields in male dominated meetings and in that kind of an environment for me, I found that there were very few women around to get support from and those that were around would say that they were trying to support me, but I always felt like they were really just kind of like tugging on this string to kind of pull me back, if that makes any sense. So can you talk about, is that the experience that people in your community are having? Or, and I know you're trying to create the whole purpose of what you're trying to do is to help women not feel like they're being held back by other women, but for women to reach behind and pull others forward. So do you find that a lot of the women that you engage with that come to your community are having that same experience? Well, it's, it's kind of, I guess, two different perspectives. So for, for me and my career, and then also the other perspective of the women of the community. So for me and my career, I had some of that. And, you know, over the, the span of my career, especially early on, and who knows if it was more of, it was definitely some of it was just kind of dangling the carrot sometimes, right? Of, yeah. okay, if you do this sort of thing. And sometimes they had no interest in, in helping. And then sometimes right. it was honestly that they were just, I think they were kind of looking back at it. I think they were just trying to survive themselves. You yes. know, and yes. sometimes you don't even know that, you know, how can I help you when I'm just, I'm already the only woman. I already have, you know, the, I kind of guess, you know, just maybe those, those things where you're kind of insecure about that anyway, possibly on some type of level. And so you're not, you're still trying to get your own footing. So how am I going to bring yeah. someone else, that sort of thing. And so I've, I have definitely experienced um, that in my career, I've experienced some women who thought like, oh, you know, it's great. Because at one point I was on the IT side. So, you know, I was definitely the only woman or at least at that time. And it, and I mean, I worked at a, a, a large um, company, but that's just the culture. That was the culture then, I would say. And so I think that that's kind of part of it. Then I think things have evolved, but maybe people don't know exactly how to reach that hand back like me and you because it does take a lot of I don't know if it's confidence or I don't know if you just get fed up and it's like well who's gonna do it you know if we're not gonna help who's who's gonna do it at least let's just try there's no there's no blueprint for us doing this but we just know what we want in our career so we're the best blueprint you know our experience is our best blueprint so So I think that may have something to do with it too. I would also say a lot of the members and the membership, it's interesting because you meet all these brilliant women, whether they're in, you know, in college and grad school, you know, or, or they're majoring in project management or grad school with a major in project management, which didn't exist when I was in college. And I know it didn't exist with neither one. I mean, that's amazing, you know, but it didn't exist then. And so now it's, it's very broad. So 
women who join, um, they have no clue, right? Because they don't have a whole bunch of the experience in the industry. But then we also have women who are CEOs all around the world, and they're starting these amazing um, companies that are women-driven, too, to help support women. But also executives at big um, companies, too, because they're joining because there's always something to learn from somebody. But they're also joining to help mentor other women, too, which I think is amazing. So I think probably because of the way we position the platform for women in project management, it's what we try to do is, you know, we kind of put it out there very, you know, in the beginning of we are a platform to help women. We are all here to support women. We are all here to shed your titles. There's no ego because you founded this company or, you know, you're an executive or there's nothing to be, you know, intimidated by if you're, if you're a student or you're a grad student, you know, we're all here to help each other and help each other, you know, avoid some of those pitfalls and we all have something to learn from one another. So as far as actually in the membership, sometimes you'll, I'll always talk to a member we have an introduction call so I always talk to them to try to make sure that you know the community is supporting them but you that's kind of where I get that feedback of kind of understanding where they fit in it and then they kind of understand too of okay we're all here to support one another and it's everybody's duty to help someone else you know to help each other and so I think it's more of a positive environment um, because that's just the best way to tackle it and help each other in the membership. So that's more of our culture, but that's to combat that, you know, outside of the membership and what we've experienced in regular, you know, nine to five of that's not always that supportive and you don't always have that support. And so kind of, you know, I guess mentoring one another in a sense that way. So with the hopes that hopefully as you grow in your leadership roles that you kind of extend that to others too, instead of having more, we don't want to have more stories like we had where we didn't have that support in our career. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, you know, wherever I worked from the first job I had working full-time, putting myself through school full-time when I was getting my computer science degree, all the way through, still today, I always sought mentors and coaches and guides and looked at the people that I wanted to emulate and learn from what they were doing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even from way back in the beginning of my career, I was almost always the only woman in the conversation. And I wasn't yet in project management officially, but I was in the computer science uh, department. I was getting my computer science degree. I was one of four women in my graduating class. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah, that's it. Four women in graduating class. That's it. And we still all kind of connect and stay engaged on Facebook and, you know, are trying to do things to bring other women in IT forward, et cetera. Uh, So I know what it's like to truly feel like a minority. And I stuck out like a sore thumb, which anybody that knows me would not be surprised. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And then my first job full-time in college, I was working for the computer science department doing some really big transformational work. Uh, Virginia Tech was the first school to require their students to do their thesis or dissertation electronically. And I helped build the software. I helped build the website that, you know, this is way back and I totally date myself, but this is way back when the website wasn't much. I mean, Yahoo was just getting started, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. which by the way, we were one of the only websites out there and they stole a picture from me, which I'll never forget. 
<laughs> but anyway, um, we were all just trying to figure it out back then. Um, yeah. So I built one of the first websites that was all about this electronic thesis and dissertation program we were running. I was published back then. Everybody I worked with was men. Um, yeah. Even when I first started, when I was graduated and first started working, I was, I think, the only woman that was doing the technical work on our team. Mm -hmm. Uh, there were definitely other women around. It was much more diverse, but then more time I spent in financial services and the higher up I went in the um, hierarchy of the organization, the fewer seats at the table there were for women. And yeah. in my experience, one of my favorite female mentors, and we didn't spend years together, but she had a huge impact on me. She was mm -hmm. the highest rank female at a particular very large organization we worked in. And I can 100% tell you she was not treated fairly. Yeah. The things that she did, which were half as um, aggressive as the men around her, um, of course she was you know, called all kinds of things because of yeah. the way she was doing things. And I, you know, I really was curious about her and her experience because I saw her taking this abuse, if you will, um, mm -hmm. being the highest ranked female and trying to drive really important initiatives forward. And, I just was curious as to how she did it, how she survived it and yeah. um, kept such grace, you know, and was just yeah. so smart. And so, you know, I would just, I just really looked up to her and yeah. we, she agreed to spend some time with me. She took me out to lunch. We did some, you know, she did a lot of mentoring and guiding yeah. me and giving me like the truth. And right. one of the pieces of advice that she told me was, cause I said, you know, it seems like the women in this organization are the ones holding me back. And she said, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I said, why in the world would that be? And she said, because the higher up you get in the organization, the fewer spots are perceived mm -hmm. or maybe actually available for women. And so they're mm -hmm. going to fight for them. And yeah. so if you move forward, it means they won't is kind of was the mindset. And yeah. what she told me was, Laura, it is incumbent upon you as you grow in your career, that you take every opportunity you can to reach back behind you and bring other women forward. And it just mm -hmm. hit me really hard. I didn't want to be like these other women that were, if you don't, you know, wear pants every day, and if you don't cut your hair short, and if you don't look like a man, then you uh -huh. won't be treated equally, kind of a, you know, peer pressure, right? Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I, I just wanted no, no part of it, you know? <laughs> and yeah. she, it really was important to me that she was, uh, one, taking the time to share this with me and just be brutally honest about what it was like, but then um, hold me accountable for not allowing it to continue and to push me to do better than that and not to fall into the norms of that organization or any other I had been in. And that's why I think it's so important, important that us as women uh, in leadership roles are taking the time to reach back behind us and bring other women along. And that's just what I love so much about this community that you've created in this environment and the way that you engage with your community and the way that your community engages with each other, it just feels like a very safe place for women to support other women, which I think we certainly could use a ton more of. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And one thing that you were saying that just made me kind of, I took a quick note about it is one thing is it was a definitely a gift that she even took that time out, right? Because as, yes. you can see, as we both know that that doesn't happen all the time it should but it doesn't happen all the time um and just to kind of talk to you and validate your feelings um and so and then the fact that you even want to because everyone does not have that same mindset of how can i help women 
you know, how can I also progress? And, you know, I have my own goals and dreams, but how can I also help others? Because that's also a part of my dream. So I think that that is something that, I mean, I just, I think a lot of women have, but maybe not have the courage all the time to speak up and say it because it does take courage to, to really just kind of walk in your own path and figure it out, you know, as you go. Um, but, but yeah, I think that that was amazing. I thank you for saying those kind words too about the community. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So can we talk a little bit about this, um, series that you created that were shared as a part of the PMO impact summit this year called a seat at the table. Can we talk about that and what it was and, um, yeah, Absolutely. So thank you for one, letting me share the series. So it's a six part series. Yeah, it's a six, six part series. And it, it's kind of, you know, you would have been great in it, um, sitting at the table too. So for anybody, <laughs> for anybody who's familiar with Jada Pinkett's Red Table Talk, it's basically the same concept, but for this, um, for my community that I created, Women of Project Management. So basically we're, we're at a round table, I hired a, a, a film crew, and we just wanted to film all of our different experiences. So it's myself, it's three other members um, at the table. And so we really, we're all at different stages of our career. We all work in different industries. We all have very diverse backgrounds. And so what the goal was, was basically for everybody to just, to, to share their experience. We have people who have been in the industry like myself for 20 years. We also have someone who's worked in um, project management without that official project management role. She's thinking about officially getting into project management and just kind of really covering all those different, um, those main different perspectives that I see who join up for the membership. So either they're, they're very well, you know, they're a veteran and they've been in the industry, they know it inside and out for their particular industry or, you know, they're, they're straddling two worlds, they're starting their own business and they're still running a PMO um, and they're doing that and they're trying to transition out. There's some that are just kind of starting in the career, they're, they're curious about it. So we kind of have somebody representing all perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, the intent is that, you know, you watch the series and you hopefully have your cup of tea or your coffee and you identify with some of these women, you, you take away a different perspective, but we're just talking about a lot of, we're talking about everything under the sun. It was just a very um, fluid conversation. We talked about ways of, from how we got started in the industry. We talk about um, um, different perspectives of how we negotiate, what it feels like to be the only woman at the table, how it feels to be the only woman of color on a project, on a, on a million dollar project, and you have, you're working with these huge consulting firms and they're trying to figure out, you know, do we trust you, you know, with our client right. to, to implement this project? Because sometimes it doesn't come down to race or, or your sex or anything. It's just like, oh crap, are you good enough for me to trust you with my client on this multi-million dollar project and my butt is on the line too. So we talk about all these different perspectives. We even talk about work-life balance because at the end of the day, um, you know, I think it's a a conversation men and women should have, but you usually hear women more talk about work-life balance. And it's something that no matter what the the role of a member is and the membership, we all, we all have to have balance, right? Or it's not, or everything is going to fall or can fall, I would say. Um, But we talk about work-life balance and not just the foo-foo stuff, but the real stuff of, okay, 
how do you run a business and work a nine to five and you're working towards your goal? You know, mm -hmm. sometimes I talk about, sometimes it's a matter of as simple as after dinner, I ask my husband to do the, the dishes and I ask him to have bath time with my five-year-old. And mm -hmm. then I go back to working from eight o'clock to, you know, 10 o'clock just to get in a few more hours to to build my business. So it's, right. it's really of uh, everybody just sharing their different perspectives. And one of the things that I found is that we have hundreds of women in the membership from all around the world and project management looks different from the US to the UK sometimes, but it's very interesting how it changes. But we are all so much alike um, than we are different. And mm -hmm. we all have these same things and trying to balance, you know, this and that and issues at work and being the only woman. And I mean, we have women from all around the world. We're still talking about the same different, um, the different issues. So I thought having this series of a seat at the table was a, a great way to be able to share with a PMO Impact um, Summit and just kind of share our perspectives. And I mean, I'm sure whether you're a woman or a man looking at it, I think you'll be able to identify either way of one, right. a woman's perspective and just maybe take away a different perspective, but also maybe as a male as working in project management or just period. Um, right. how you can support women too and empower them in the in their in their daily jobs and the industry as a whole and just kind of our perspective. Oh my goodness, yes. And that was gonna be one comment I wanted to share with people is that this series that was a part of the PMO Impact Summit, as well as this podcast episode is for men and women. It's mm -hmm. not just for women to talk to other women. A lot of right. the challenges that we want to overcome are not because of men, certainly not, because in my perspective and in my experience, it was almost always the men that were pushing me forward. It's been the yeah. men that advise me on my business, that are encouraging me, supporting me, and helping me to find more ways to support women in my community, as a matter of fact. And yeah. in my career, the men that mentored me, guided me formally, informally, were great. So for me yeah. personally, and I'm not saying it's always that case, but for me personally, it was usually the men that were more supportive and helping me. So I think a podcast like this, this episode is really important for men and women. That seat at the table series, really important for men and women uh, mm -hmm. from every background, from everywhere in the world to understand the perspectives. So really? with that in mind, as you think about the people that listen to this, it's PMO leaders and project managers and those wanting to make a big impact with project management. What advice do you have for them to help empower women in their teams uh, and in their organizations? Yeah, I think um, one thing that PMO leaders can do to make sure that they empower their teams and the leaders on their team is just to make sure you give them the tools to, to be able to feel like they are empowered. So for example, I have worked um, in the past and you know, you're a leader and you feel like you may not always have the tools or the support. Um, going back to your point, Laura, I did have a, um, a leader um, at one point in my career who was a man and he was one of the best leaders I've ever worked um, with. And so one of the things that he did was he made sure we had anything and everything that we needed to make sure that we were empowered to feel like we were leaders in doing our jobs because mm -hmm. we had so much work and so many projects and all the projects are important right and there was a lot on the line and instead of him 
saying just throwing more people on it. Sometimes you have to do that. But instead of doing that, he made sure he he was there to support us short term and long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was say do whatever you can to empower the people make sure they're having the tools make sure you are sometimes I, I've had it where I was actually so surprised I remember um, uh, reporting to my immediate manager and saying I have six huge projects and they were huge and I said these days I'm working a lot of you know uh, my, my nights and days are kind of melting together and you know just letting her know of, this is my workload and he, I remember him calling me up and I was like, oh gosh, where is this going to go? Because he was her boss's boss. And he basically called me to say, um, to validate my feelings and say, you know what? I get it. I understand. What do you need? I want to make sure you're supported. Do we need to have another person come and help you on here? Do I need to help you? And at, at his position, I had never heard and I still haven't heard anyone say that that much you know support you that much um long term wise he made sure that he fought for our team he fought for all of us to be able to get certified right um, and that the company paid for so there would think there's things that you can do those are just a few examples of ways that pmo leaders can make sure they support their team i mean i think that it kind of boils down to making sure you just see them as a person, you know, and putting yourself in their, their shoes sometimes and making sure of, okay, well, what can I do to make sure that this person feels supported? You know, just, just the, the small things, but making sure that they feel supported, maybe short-term, but also making sure for long-term, they feel that the, they have the tools, um, whether it's a certification or, you know, just talking to them about their long-term goals and what they're good at. Let's do more of that. We've had a lot of those conversations. Um, and so I think those are things that are great. I've had some really amazing women and leadership roles too that have done the same thing. I've had a handful in my whole career, but those people made a huge impact and those were men and women, but they were always the people who talked to you like you're a human. They knew your kid's name, you know, they know your husband's name. They talk to you, you know, not as if it's just work, 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 but they also make sure they, you know, support you on a daily basis, but they're also supporting your long-term goals. So I would say those are some really good tangible things that anyone in leadership at any phase of their career could do to really empower not just women, but anyone on our team. That's excellent. Thank you so much. As we wrap up here today, I know we've talked about your membership and I want to make sure that everyone knows how they can find it. And I think you've got a special gift that you're going to offer. Can you tell everyone about your membership and how they can connect with that? Oh yeah. So this is exciting. So everyone can find me at womenofprojectmanagement.com. That's womenofprojectmanagement.com. You can also find me on all social media platforms um, at Women of Project Management or Women of PM. And for all the listeners for PML Strategies, I have $30 off of our membership. And so you can just use um, the code PML Strategies, all one word, and that will get you $30 off of membership. So while this is a community specifically for women, I think that you have shared that a lot of men really support this program, buy it for their teams, and are making sure that women in their organization have access to it. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a wonderful uh, wonderful membership for women, but we have a lot of men who support us and buy memberships for their teams. So, yep. That's excellent. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being a part of this program. Thank you, Aisha, for 
helping to support women in your community, women in project management from around the world, and helping us all see how we can support and empower women in our PMOs and in our projects. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, Laura. I appreciate it. All right, Impact Drivers, that's it for our session today. Make sure you hit subscribe and leave a comment and rating and review about this podcast, this episode, what you think, and make sure to join us in the Facebook group to share your thoughts, your ideas, and anything else you'd like to hear in future episodes. With that, have a high impact day. Bye-bye for now. And don't forget to join me for my upcoming workshop at pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop, where we are going to assess the health of your PMO, or if you're just starting a PMO, assess the opportunities for you to make a stellar impact right away. And then we're going to put our plan in place to help you make 2020 the highest impact year for your PMO. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop. I cannot wait to see you there.